0: Welcome to Kuncafe. It's the 17th day of April, year of our Lord, 2023. I pray this finds you well and enjoying God's blessings and still enjoying the blessings that are Easter. Yesterday was the second Sunday of Easter. This coming Sunday is the third Sunday of Easter, and Easter is with us. Easter really is an everyday thing year-round, but we're looking at the the, the, uh, liturgical year, the calendar that the church goes by. And of course, we're looking at the lectionary te- texts that are recommended for this period. And this one is one of my favorites. It brings back a lot of memories of going back going back all the way to 1985, uh, when I first went on a walk to Emmaus, a spiritual retreat that the Board of Discipleship of the United Methodist Church put on. And this is the text for that um, spiritual weekend. It's from Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. It's a bit longer than usual, but the words are powerful and needed, in my belief. The devotional was called The Beautiful Walk to Emmaus. And if you're ready, and I pray you are, let's be in the spirit of worship and attitude of of gratefulness for all God has done. And let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this passage. I thank you for this dear listener, for this dear reader. I pray wonderful blessings upon them and us as we meditate upon your word. Open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to receive that which you share with us. We pray in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. Hear now the word of God, verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked alongside with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleophas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? Who does know not know the things that happen there in these days? What things, he asked? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us they went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body they came and told us they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said but they did not see jesus he said to them how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken did not the messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This, dear friends, is the word of God for us, the people of God. And we say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. Well, I'm very happy and blessed Monday, dear friend. I thank you for joining us. I thank you for all your prayers for me For yesterday uh, when I preached at my home church, First Methodist of Gonzales, Texas. I think I did all right in spite of my uh, inviting the second service to the annual Strawberry Supper. Uh, I meant to say Spaghetti Supper. This is the 55th anniversary of uh, First Gonzalez's Spaghetti Supper, and it's coming up on uh, the 28th of April. But I'm old and my glasses are brand new. I ask we continue to pray for one another, Prayed especially for those who have asked prayers of us, and I'm pleased to report that Mrs. Elisa Gaidan who was suffering for COVID and and had not gone places Sunday, she was able to worship in her church. and We thank God for that, and we thank God for her. I invite us to continue to pray for each other, pray for the world, pray for those who seek peace. As I led a spiritual retreat, I was amazed at the beauty all around me. I can't begin to do justice to its beauty in words and in the descriptions that I'm going to try with you. But there was lush tropical foliage which one who had never visited a rainforest enjoyed from the first to the last moment. Incredible. Large iguanas walked around unafraid of us in and out of our meetings which were mostly outdoor. Beautiful breeze, beautiful shade and I was also blown away by the huge parrots that flew close enough to us that we could have reached up and and touched them. Imagine trying to pray or to Share a teaching or a uh, preaching with mm-hmm. all of this happening—the guan is on the ground, the parrot's flying over here, the l- overhead, and delicious meals being prepared for us. And also new to us was the constant cry of the coqui. The coqui is a small tree frog from the island of Puerto Rico, on which this retreat was being held. I was the spiritual director of this Caminata de Emmaus in the Puerto Rico. And uh, the year was 1990. During the month of September, I took a group of ten men from my church and from the community there in mission. The church is in Messias United Methodist Church, and uh, I recruited these men to go. Uh, after they agreed to go on the walk to Emmaus, prior to that, and they had been hesitant, very much so, uh, didn't want to go. But once they went, they were blessed. And when I asked if they wanted to go to Puerto Rico to help be a part of the first Spanish walk there in Puerto Rico, they graciously and enthusiastically accepted one of the ten. I was very blessed to have my dad with me at Radio Alverde Sr. We had a wonderful time together and a wonderful memory that I will never forget. We all left the island after the retreat, pledging we would return one day. I could do a whole devotional just on that experience of, of being with these incredible men uh, of, of the Lord. Now, this whole retreat is based on the passage we just read. Many of us who have attended the retreat had to confess that, like the two disciples, we had our eyes closed in some way or another and could not see the Lord walking beside us. That was true even of preachers that had gone on this retreat. I was one. Uh, I had to admit that during this retreat, the walk to Emmaus, I felt my eyes open to the reality, to the beauty, the power and the peace uh, and the love that Jesus is when we discover he's right there. So this is an Easter story. And the retreat is very much an Easter event. And like the two disciples walking on the road, I was foolish and slow because I didn't want to attend. I had dear friends that said, we'll pay your way and in fact did pay for my (laughs) registration and set a date for me to go, and I canceled. They set yet another day, and I canceled. Finally, third time, I couldn't find a legitimate excuse to not attend, and uh, I was just blessed. Now, the retreat began immediately as I was told that our group of six from the valley, and going to my first uh, walk to Emmaus uh, in 1985, we were going to fly to Kerrville from the valley, from Westlacoa, in a small plane, a six-seater. And that was because one of the leaders of the retreat who was going needed flying hours so that he could get his pilot's license. Now, I looked at the group, and I knew that this small plane might be hard-pressed to carry the six of us. (laughs) You that know me, you that know the other five that were supposed to go on this plane know that yes the plane was going to struggle mightily to pick us big boys up (laughs) thankfully one buddy decided you know what and this was very wise he said i'm going to drive up there i'm not going to (laughs) fly with you guys and so he he flew now i still tried to uh, convince my dear friend uh (laughs) that we had it wrong in terms of what the bible says i kept saying you know it's the walk to emmaus I think we'd better off starting now and walking the Kerrville from here in the valley than it is flying. I said the only subtitle under a chapter is in Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15, talking about the flight to Egypt, <laughs> talking about Joseph and Mary and the child Jesus uh, fleeing to, to Egypt. But the subtitle, if you have one of those Bibles, usually NIV has those very good uh, subtitles uh, identifying the chapter, and it says the flight to Egypt. Doesn't say the flight to Emmaus. But anyway, as soon as the wheels lifted off the runway in Westlaco, my spiritual experience started. The retreat was awesome. It showed me that people from all around the world were praying for all of us by name. People who did not know me were praying for me by my name. And every time we broke bread of communion, not to mention the millions of cookies that (laughs) <laughs> the retreat provided in those days it was awesome christ was real christ was alive christ was with us and christ was made more real to us as we felt his presence even more just like these two disciples taking the walk with the risen christ and yet they didn't recognize him until they invited him into their home invited them to invited him to their table and jesus broke the bread and they recognized then oh, this is jesus whom we are walking before I knew it, it was 10 years since that Caminata in Puerto Rico, and I received a very gracious invitation from the Methodist Church of Puerto Rico to go back for the 10th anniversary of the retreat. Now, the scheduled uh, date for celebrating this 10th year was September 11th, 2001. We all know what happened on that day. Well, I did not have the money to attend that uh, anniversary celebration, and my wife, Nellie, had a surgery scheduled for that very weekend. And as the 9 took place, um, we watched all the events on television about what was happening. The aftermath was still very much in the news, and airlines had delayed or stopped flights, canceled flights. And to make it worse, as we were waiting for Nellie to be checked into the hospital, we are watching with great disbelief on television the collapse of the Port Isabel Causeway, one on which we had been on many, many times before. It was hit by a barge. That centerpiece fell in, and sadly, some lives were lost. Needless to say, I was glad to be at my wife's side and not stranded in the chaos that was the post-911 here and abroad. Nellie's surgery went, well, thanks be to God. And to the surgeon that had been in California when this all happened, he rented a car, drove from California back to San Antonio, to be able to do the surgery. Friends, our eyes need to be open to the reality and peace and presence of Jesus in our everyday lives. That's an Easter event for every day of the year. Every meal we have, when we have it with others, should be a representation of Jesus being made real in our bread, in our fellowship. And the Lord is risen, and the Lord is with us. Don't let other things blind us to that reality. Let's pray. Father of life, we celebrate the life you have shared with us. As we walk, walk with us. And help us see you in all things. Help us help others see you in us and around us as well. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, again, thank you for joining. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. And if you've been blessed, pass this on. Bless someone else with this message. Here's your call to action. Help others' eyes Be open to Jesus in our midst. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Valverde. I thank God for you. I love you. And I ask the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.